Good morning, everyone. My name is Wanda Thomas, and you are listening to the Lattes and Lenses podcast. With me today is my is one of my favorite photographers, um, Lucy Barber, and she uh, she is amazing. I have had a girl crush on her for years. Um, <laughs> uh, she has a lot of amazing projects going on. Um, aside from her regular business, she has started the. Hunter Black Dads Photography Project, and Lucy, I, I don't know how, maybe what you've had this going on for about a year now? Gosh, it's been a year and a half now, yeah. Okay, um, so she's had it, she's had this project in place for about a year and a half now, and I will let her go into this. Um, aside from being an amazing mom, and I can only judge that by her pictures, <laughs> and, and, a, <laughs> um, and uh, a wonderful wife, um, Lucy, like I said, is an amazing photographer. I've stalked her pages. She does some really great things with kids. I, I'm not a children's photographer. Uh, children's photographer. I, you know, you know, my specialty is headshots and, and event photography. Um, because you have this, like, you're like the, I. I tell my husband all the time. I consider you the the child whisperer. Like you, <laughs> <laughs> you do some things with kids. Like you get their attention in these pictures that just really amazes me when I try to photograph children it's like like really what come on um, <laughs> like you have this way with them that just has me awestruck so um welcome to the show thank, thank you for giving me this time today and and uh allowing my my audience to part uh, to just have this little in with you um so like I said let's start with the hundred black dads um I want to say I have an idea or a guesstimation on why you started this, but I don't, I'm not a mind reader. Like, like I tell my daughter, the doctor stopped prescribing those pills for me a long time ago. Um, <laughs> so, so share with us, what was your motivation for starting this project? Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Before I dive in, I just want to say one thing really quickly. Um, first of all, Baber is my married name, but I want to pronounce it just because when I first met my husband, it was online, and I didn't know how to say it either. So I get a lot of different pronunciations, which is totally fine. But we'll say it one more time for the audience. It's Baber. Baber. Uh, I used to say Baber, which is not correct. So lots of variations. Um, okay, so 100 Black Dads. I, um, okay, so it's 2018 now, but to, to like back up a little bit, um, for the past several years, I've been um, paying attention to the news and trying to stay engaged with my community and realizing um, that there was this disconnect in the media over um, black men. Um, I, I live in a very diverse community. I live in the Mount Airy part of Philadelphia, which is, um, has a pretty widespread reputation as like this utopia of like diversity and harmony which is amazing um but like in the day-to-day -day, it doesn't feel like a utopia it just feels like hey like my kid is in a my white son is in a school with primarily black children and that's awesome and so i get to know a lot of their families i'm very close to them and that's just you know there's this wider media narrative of like you know nine times out of 10 you watch the news and you hear like um the criminals are all the black men and um then you know the the media started ramping up more and more in the past few years about like 
black men being targeted by police violence and and social injustice and i just it wasn't connecting with my daily life you know like where i walk to my i walk my kid up to the playground and like half of the parents there are black dads and they're not you know the the men that i know are not doing anything shady or they're not disengaged from their kids lives they're active and they're loving and they're nurturing and they're playing with their kids and i just felt like this is not being seen in the broader story um and there's this disconnect so it started to kind of sit with me a lot more and i really wanted a way to give a con positive contribution to this Thing that I've been struggling with, you know, and that a lot of people have been struggling with. How can we help this cause? Um, my background is in mental health, and so I tend to just kind of care a lot about people and want to do all the projects and all the things to help. Um, so, but I knew that, like, I'm still running a business, and I no longer um, am tapped into like the social work and and a mental health field. Um, so. I thought, well, what are my strengths right now? How can I give back? And um, the project itself took a couple of different forms in my head before it actually took flight. But um, ultimately I landed on, right now I'm a family photographer. That's what I do, that's what I'm good at. And so this is the story I'm gonna tell. This is one piece of it that I want people to know that when they hear these names of these men who've been um, victimized by the police on the news, I want them to imagine not, you know, whatever negative stereotypes they have in their head, but to imagine somebody's kids don't have their dad coming home tonight. And that's going to be really disruptive to their family. And, you know, people make assumptions about people that are not like them. And I, I'm aware, you know, so while I live in this very diverse community now, I wasn't always living here. And I'm aware that there's a lot of the country that does not see this side in the day-to-day. -day. Um, their, their vision of black fatherhood was either, um, you know, in all of the terrible shows out there that give the negative stereotypes, or it was like Bill Cosby before we weren't allowed to say his name, you know, like, the, but like, there was this divide of like, either you are a total deadbeat and like doing criminal activity or you are respectable enough to live in a mansion. And there was no middle ground. And right. I just felt like that's not what I see. And it's time to show the middle ground. There's this whole range of fathers that are doing amazing things. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of negative stereotypes about dads in general but then add this other layer of black fathers. And I just felt like it was time. So I started, uh, so I, I had been like sitting with this a lot and kind of educating myself on and talking to friends about what's the best way to do this. And then um, November, 2016 happened and everyone knows what that was like. And I just felt like it's time. I can't just sit on this anymore. We got to just get in, in the gear because in my opinion, the world was falling apart and I needed something to be able to do to give back. So I started in um, November, December, 2016, and uh, we've been going ever since. Awesome. So how many families have you photographed so far? Um, so, so one thing I should say before I answer that question is um, 
last summer, I added two other photographers to the team, um, to the project. And so all of us combined, the three of us, um, I think we're up to 45. So wow, almost at the halfway mark. I really assumed jumping into this that I would be further along than I am right now. But, um, but it, it still feels like an accomplishment. And I mean, like what I kind of underestimated, I, I thought 100 photos. I can knock that out. I take hundreds of photos all the time. Um, but I underestimated a couple things. One is the time commitment um, to travel to dad's homes because shooting in their homes was a big priority for me for the project. I wanted people to see um, not only the dads where they feel most comfortable, but also to knock down those stereotypes of wherever you think black dads are living. You know, like right. everybody's got their ideas. And so I wanted to just knock all of that down and say, actually, no, their house looks like your house. Get rid of those old stereotypes. Um, but I also um, kind of underestimated, stupidly, how like, it's not just 100 photos that I'm taking, it's 100 families that are like joining my life. And that I'm getting close to and the other photographers are getting close to. And um, so I've slowed down a lot to try to respect that. Um, and make room for not just, you know, plowing through, but really like getting to know the families and the dads. And, you know, not, I don't just like with all photography clients, I don't like become BFFs with every single family, but, um, I do, especially, so you don't get to see the women in a lot of the photos. Um, but I've gotten very close to a lot of the moms, um, and we're Facebook friends and, and a lot of the dads we're Facebook friends and we, we text each other. And just yesterday, uh, one of the dads, um, I've been recommending this book and I was like, did you buy the book yet? And he was like, no, I haven't gotten to it. I was like, Tell, just text me your address. I'll, I'll mail it to you. Like you need to have this book. So like they're, they're part of my life now. And I guess, um, I want to really respect that part and honor that as well. Okay. Um, what, aside from the, the few obstacles you've just named, is there anything major that you've come up with? I know um, when I did do family photography, there is, I've always felt like I needed to protect my clients because they were friends. You know, I, and this is part of the, I guess this is part of the reason why I wanted to step away from it. Um, because they're children, you know, mm -hmm. and I felt like I needed to, I don't photograph, I don't, share a lot of my own children online um, mm -hmm. because because of the world that we live in and I want my children to make that decision on their own growing up what they want to share and mm -hmm. my daughter's 10 and she says oh what you're gonna post this on Facebook and <laughs> excuse me and I want them to decide what they you know and you, you hear a lot of these conversations online about what they want to if, if they're going to be teased or what decisions they're going to be what decisions are going to be made about them later on um mm -hmm. and that's kind of why i stepped away from the realm of family photography because i didn't want to be part of i don't want i don't want to have a role in what was going to be shared on this child about this child's life so right. for me yeah. that was an obstacle um yeah. do you do you feel any of that in this part in this project aside from all of the good in it um, so regarding that issue in particular, I don't 
mostly because all of the um, dads are volunteers. Okay. And so they know up front. And that's kind of part of the deal. Like, if you don't want your photos shared, then you just can't participate in the project. Um, okay. But if you do volunteer, then you not only agree to have your child's photos shared, but um, you, I, I gift them the photos that we end up with. Okay. So um, that's kind of our trade-off. They all get to walk away with some really great family photos of, you know, the dad and the kids, which is not something that a lot of families prioritize unless you're a photographer like me and you're snapping <laughs> your husband and your kids all the time. Because right. um, a lot of times it's the dad that's like, oh, I don't care. I don't need the photos. And then the mom wants to get the photos then. Um, but it's nice to be able to offer this other piece of it. Um, but as far as privacy and um, respecting those boundaries, um, there are a couple pieces to it because I definitely um, am always, because I, my background is in mental health especially, and actually my specialty when I was working as a therapist is child abuse. Um, personally, I'm very mindful of things like um, child nudity in photos and um, even things like, you know, some photographers are like, oh, it's funny if like, uh, a little girl's underwear is showing and her dress is up or something. And like, for the most part, I don't share those photos. Um, every now and then I find a family that I feel like they are totally 100% open with their lives. And if it's like a, a breathtaking photo, I will share it. Um, but for the most part, I'm pretty, I'm pretty private about that stuff in general. Um, but, uh, I also, you know, like when you're, it's not just being a photographer, it's being a selector when you're choosing photos to share. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I'm mindful of like, what, what is the story in this photo? Um, I'll give one example. So I do. And, and the other thing is in my business, most of the time I'm shooting younger children. That's when a lot of families prioritize family photos, although I'm going to talk some of my longer term clients into like keeping going because you know, <laughs> times are changing and your kids are growing older and you want to remember that too. But, um, I do primarily work with younger kids in my business and for the project that has kind of shifted and I've really prioritized wanting to get the full range of ages represented, um, all the way from very, very newborn. I think the youngest I've worked with so far has been like two weeks old or, um, or all the way up to I've worked with adult uh, children of fathers um, and getting photos of that relationship with it, which is a whole unique relationship in itself. Um, but I have worked with quite a few teenagers and I know that they're on social media. Um, so one example I'm thinking of, I did a series with this one. I think that the girl was very tall, but I think she was only in middle school. Um, and they were, the dad and her were playing like checkers or chess or some board game. And, or maybe even like a card game, I forget. But they were playing a game at this like little card table. And I was trying to capture like their reactions and, um, and tell that, that story as I was working. Um, it was kind of hard at the end to narrow it down. And I, I say this, I'm not, I'm not identifying the dad in any way, but um, I say this lovingly because the dad was awesome. He is, you know, like an amazing dad, gotten to know him. But as I'm shooting the photos, he is super competitive. They both were. 
And a lot of the facial expressions were like, after one person would like score a point or like win the game, they were very like in your face, huh? Like kind of like gloating. And um, I had to be really careful about that as I was going through because each of the photos is paired with a quote. And I, I always try to make sure that the quote might not be exactly about what the photo is about, but I want to make sure that they complement each other well. And so here's this dad like talking about how he wants to like, be a role model to his kids and raise responsible kids and then he's like <laughs> gloating in her face when he wins in the in the game so I wanted to make sure that you know I captured the right moment and I shared the right moment because I don't want her to feel embarrassed that right. you know because her friends might see it and I don't want to tell the wrong story I want you know not everybody knows that they were just messing around people might get the wrong idea and so there is a lot of selection involved um as i'm going through to make sure everybody looks flattering and everybody would approve right okay so you get to 100 dads then what happens well hopefully before we get to 100 dads i will have some plans lined up for what happens next <laughs> um but you know that there's um there's a lot involved behind the scenes and so I started this project saying, I'm a photographer. I can take photos. And what I, another thing I didn't realize was um, that, well, you know, you can't anticipate necessarily that a project, when a project's going to go viral or get a lot of attention. So the first thing I didn't really plan out too much was um, how much time I would actually spend promoting the project, which... Um, is fantastic. I love doing it, but especially we'll see how this year goes. But last year around father's day, it blew up. And that was when I got all the like blog features on like, um, like scary mommy and like Huffington post and all of those. And it was awesome. But like literally the night before father's day, I was, we were visiting with family in Baltimore. We were in a hotel and I get this email at like, eight o'clock at night in this hotel room saying, can you get us all of this information so we can feature you on our blog tomorrow on Father's Day? And I'm like, my kids are asleep in the hotel room and it's totally dark. And I'm like typing away at 10 o'clock trying to get all this information to them. You know, like I just, I didn't think about it. I didn't realize it would be like last. And, and that's how going viral is it's all it has to be very last minute and it like you kind of have to ride the wave and and I felt like for that minute it was a very it was very like drop everything that you're doing focus on this right now because if you stop or if you say no to anything then the momentum will fall and you'll miss the chance that was the same with the news um I the project was featured on um one of our local news channels last year around Father's Day, uh, Fox 29 Philly. And um, I, it's so silly, but like, they were like, oh, can you come in? I, I might've gotten the message on like, like a week's notice or maybe like a couple days notice. And they were like, can you come in at this specific time on this day to do this interview? And okay, so I work for myself and I'm a mom. I don't really have like interview ready clothes. <laughs> Like just at the drop of a hat. So like I had to make sure that I had the childcare lined up. My husband had to like take some time off work to make sure that he could drive the kids into school. Um, and I also wanted to make sure I don't, 
I didn't want to do the interview without the, some of the dads represented. Um, so I made sure that I, that a few of them could help out and, and be there, which was awesome. But then I also had to figure out what I was going to wear. <laughs> like something so small turned into right. like such a stressful thing. So now I'm like, I should probably start like getting some interview ready clothes on hand so that like that doesn't happen again. <laughs> oh yeah, I get it. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. But like, um, okay. So the question was though, what's next? And uh, the other piece that I was going to talk about is it's not just taking photos to do this project. I feel like I'm learning a new language. Um, several times I felt like that. One is um, I've, I've decided to apply for a few grants to keep the project going. Um, I've never applied for grants before. Okay. And that was like learning a whole new skill set. Um, the other thing that I have been kind of dipping my toe into and I need to like prioritize, but you know, it's just one of these days I will, is I need to start submitting proposals to, for books. Um, and it's definitely a goal. It's something I want to do. Um, it's something the other photographers are on board with as well. I did not know how like what a unique skill set is necessary in the publishing world. Um, I just kind of thought naively that like, okay, you go viral, you get like on Buzzfeed or something, and then you like get a book deal. <laughs> like it all just <laughs> falls in your lap. I just didn't know. And you know, we're a year and a half into this and there are no, there are no publishers knocking down my door <laughs> and that's fine. That's, that's reasonable. Please. Like, I'm, I'm, I know better now, but, um, it is, it takes time to learn how to, um, how to propose a, a book, especially a, a non-traditional like photo book. Um, I've been kind of like doing a lot of research on that. So, so that's my next goal. Um, and in the meantime, you know, just continuing to, um, have it featured wherever possible and continue to work on finishing up the 100. Um, and the other two photographers are also business owners. So, you know, we're constantly juggling our own work, um, business owners, as well as I believe, uh, one of them is also a lawyer by day. <laughs> like oh, wow. we're still, yeah, we're still pushing through a lot. So, um, I would imagine when I first started this project, I was thinking, Oh, well like knock it out in a year. Now I'm thinking, maybe next Father's Day is when we'll kind of have things wrapping up. Um, as far as shooting though, my end is pretty much done because I do want to make sure that if we were to get this published or featured in like even a gallery, I don't want it to be like 95 photos done by Lucy and five done by the other photographers. Um, so that's where we're at right now. I'm, I'm doing a lot more behind the scenes kind of, figuring out and they're doing more of the shooting at this point. Okay. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, love all of that. Um, <laughs> your, you said your background was in mental health. You're now a photographer. If it wasn't for those two, if you, if you could choose a, another field entirely to get into without those two as foundational careers, what would it be? I'm always dreaming of things. Um, that's just kind of my personality type. So I don't know. I'll tell you like 
top five daydreams from the past week because it's always changing. Um, I've been so, I, I'm still learning how to talk about this in a way that doesn't sound like weird, but um, I've been doing a lot of reading about financial health the past couple weeks. And um, it's always, the weird part is it feels weird to talk about money and blah, but um, I'm, I'm working on that. And I, uh, just the past week, I think I was listening to this one podcast and they interviewed this guy who was a financial therapist. And I was like, what? I didn't even know that was a thing. So it's kind of cheating because it would still draw upon my therapy roots. But um, I know that if I were to ever go back into therapy, I don't want to go back into abuse cases because I am just not in a place mentally that I could handle that with my own kids at this point. Um, but I, that's been on the back burner, financial therapist, maybe one day. Um, I'd love to draw upon my um, entrepreneurial skills and help people with branding. Um, you know, and also like, I think branding, I want to say running a business, but it's really branding. I feel like is my specific skill set, um, and being consistent in your brand and marketing. Um, but I also in the back of my head have long thought I would, I would love to be a lactation consultant. Okay. Um, I loved, um, talking about breastfeeding when I was, when I had my babies, I didn't love being a mom to babies. My babies were very difficult, but I love helping other moms. And I feel like, um, in general, that is one thing that, um, one of the reasons I love shooting families is because I love just talking to other parents and helping them and just talking about parenting and, and all the struggles and all the ups and downs. Um, so yeah, I thought that could be an awesome career I think, choice. I think that's why I don't like photographing families because I don't want to <laughs> talk about families. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I go, and that's why I choose businesses because I love business. I love mm -hmm. talking about it. Like my and and not to not to take away from your time, but I have my degrees in marketing, just in business, and I have a little bit of a. I delved a little bit in criminal justice, so I kind of get the the um, your your backgrounds. Um, but I love business, so when I get around business mm -hmm. owners, I'm I'm in heaven. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could do this all day. <laughs> what do you need help with? Come on, let's just let's just talk. I can help you here. I'll give you a little bit there. So I get it. And I, yeah. I worked in the nonprofit world, and I did a lot of the financial thing. I did um, credit report counseling, first time home buyer assistance. I did all of that. So you want to talk mm -hmm. about money and business? Come on. I got all day. I, I to my kids, hold on. I forgot about them. You know? it, happens all the time. it happens all the time. Yep. So I get it. I completely get it. This yeah. photography thing. I, I had, I had a camera in my hands since the age of like 12. So for me, that's, it's like a no brainer. Like I, I tell people all the time, I can change the settings on my camera with my eyes because I can count it off. You can probably do the same thing. So that yeah. for me is, it's like, it's, it's second nature, but, um, and, and the business. So if you ask me, if they were to ask me, what would I do? I, uh, I would learn to paint. I would learn, oh. to draw, I would learn to draw a square because I can't, or a cube. I can't draw a cube to save my life. And my daughter laughs at me <laughs> because she's got, 
um, sketchbooks with squares and strawberries and circles and spheres and cylinders. I'm like, how do you know how to do that? You're nine. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, That's awesome. It is. It is. Um, okay. Um, I love the project. I really, really do. Um, I think it's so creative. I started, um, I have lupus. So um, about three years ago. And when I say I'm still working on this because finding women who are comfortable sharing themselves and their, and their, their story because lupus affects, you know, your outward appearance. It's, it's mm -hmm. been difficult. So I get where you're coming from with this taking time. Um, yeah. Three years in the making with this and I, and I, the same thing. I, I would love to share this in a book because, you know, lupus is, is a killer, is a killer and it takes a lot out of a woman. So I wish you the best of luck on that and your business. And I love your families. <laughs> I Thank do. you. Um, now, aside from that, are you, I know, like I said, I attended one of your workshops, um, yeah. your regular business, um, which you're getting paid for, um, your photography. Are you still doing workshops? Anything like that? So that's never completely off the table, but I haven't done an in-person workshop in a while. It, the last one I think was 2015. Um, and I don't have plans for any like secret in-person workshops in the next year, at least. Um, I am working right now on um, a Click and Moms breakout, a group breakout, okay. um, which in case anybody doesn't know what that is, it's basically like a, a small, like a mini workshop, like a, like an ebook. Um, and that is actually on photographing fatherhood. Okay. Um, so I've been focusing on that right now. And, um, I'm also like always, like I said, I'm always dreaming, always thinking of the next thing. Um, I had the opportunity to, uh, speak at, on a panel at a conference last year, which was amazing. Um, and I am always open to more of that. I love, um, just kind of sitting up in front of a group and sharing what's on my mind. And, um, this year I'm really focusing on, um, mindset and, uh, attracting opportunities as opposed to like chasing them down, um, which <coughs> might sound kind of cocky, but I, I, I do believe in like the more we kind of it like, doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> I, I'm there with you. So. Right. Yeah. Like I'm just kind of like tired of the, the grind of applying to all the things and then hoping that maybe one of them will stick. Um, I'm more like putting energy out into the universe and saying like the right people will find me, the right opportunities will find me. Um, so, so I'm kind of in that space as far as I'm always open to doing more of the speaking and the teaching given the right opportunity excuse me, I've got like the hiccups, the right opportunity. Um, and I've been doing some more mentoring this year, more one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, specifically on brand and, um, marketing presence, but also just like, so I believe that my strength is helping other people kind of discover their superpowers. Um, and that's where the counseling kind of like inner intersects with my photography and my, my business because um, my background was in helping people figure out their strengths as people. So um, I'm, that's just where I'm at all the time. And I've worked with other photography mentors in the past and I, it kind of shocks me that that's not always people's priorities as a mentor to help you feel great about what you do well. 
um, I've worked as, as a mentee, I guess, um, where sometimes I walked away feeling like crap and that's no good. So my goal as a mentor is always to help people feel, uh, to be able to recognize clearly what they do really well. And then, you know, in addition to that, I'm not going to like tell you everything's all rainbows and, you know, sunshine. I'm going to say you are good at these things. You should do more of that. And then if you want to keep doing these other things that you're not as strong in, let's find ways to beef that up. Let's get better at that. Um, so yeah, I, I help people a lot with those, those, um, areas in particular and I love it. Okay. So that's mentorship versus coaching. I, I want to get clear on it because I'm not a big fan of coaching. Um, yeah. but I do believe that, especially in the photography industry, because, um, as a photographer, I've had coaches and they don't understand what we do in our, in our industry. They don't yeah. get that there is an ebb and flow to, uh, to what we do. Like they said, mm. there should, many coaches don't believe that photographers should have a slow season and they, and we do. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like we do have a slow season and right. coaches are they say, well I'm a trained certified business coach but you are not you don't specialize in photographers and in our industry right, right. And, yeah and I firmly believe that if you're going to work with photographers you need to know where we're coming from so absolutely absolutely a mentor you have that background because if I'm going to and, and I and we're going to talk about this more, but I think you, um, that's always been a struggle of mine because as a creative, um, I need to know that somebody, if I'm going to refer you out or even hire you, I need to know that you have experience in my field, in my industry to know that, yeah, from, you know, right after Thanksgiving to the beginning of March, there is very, <laughs> there are no clients many times. Yeah. <laughs> or there are very little clients and you need to understand that. So from March to Thanksgiving, we need to prepare. And how do we do that? Right. Yeah. One of the things that I feel like I learned really well as a therapist was like, there is no one size fits all. Um, okay. And, you know, I, what I used to say when I was doing therapy is I can be an expert in X, Y, and Z, but I'm not an expert on you. And only you know what's going to work best for you. My job is to help bring that out of you and help you to see it and recognize it. And I, I apply those same principles when I'm working with photographers. Um, even within the field, I've had some photographers say, well, well, I live in Texas and this is what works here in Texas. And I'll, and I'll say like, I don't live in Texas. <laughs> That's not working here. Um, or, or I just don't have your life and your personality and your, your vision. And so like, help me. Don't tell me what worked for you because it might not work for me. Um, and that's, that's something that I really specialized in with my mentoring is learning. I'm not here to be the expert on you. Like I can tell you what has worked for me, but I'm also not here to tell you how to be me. I'm here to look at what you're doing and help you recognize. Cause I think a lot of people just can't, can't see themselves clearly. You know, they can't see, um, because there's so much like emotional weight to different things and, um, different confidence issues and just different, different distractions. And so they can't even see, clearly and objectively what they're doing well. Um, one example is, I don't, 
I'm just going to drop a name here because I love her work. Um, I worked with, I'm actually, I don't actually know how to say her name. Karen Ozdiek or Ozdiek um, photography a, a few years ago, right before she kind of blew up. She like got a lot of attention um, soon after we worked together. But at the time she was applying to Clicker Moms Pro. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was working with her, I started recognizing patterns in her work um, that she might have kind of known she liked, but couldn't really pinpoint like that it was her strength. At the point, at that time, she was just kind of dabbling. And her work is, she, I think she teaches a class now, um, I, I believe it, in Beauty and Chaos, um, on light or I don't even remember. She teaches a class now. Um, but at the time, she was just kind of like, I like these dark and moody, shadowy photos. What do I do with them? Where do I put them in my set to apply, my portfolio to apply for this thing? And I was like, wait, 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 back up a second. Do you see what you're doing here? Like, you are amazing at this, and this is what you should be doing more of. And I pointed, you know, like X, Y, and Z. These are the things that you are excellent at. And these are the things, you know, over here that you could get more of to round out your portfolio. Or these are the things that, you know, maybe like have one or two to show that you could do it. But don't like focus on that because this other thing is where you should be at. Um, and I, sometimes I give that advice a little unsolicited. But um, I love helping people just find their niche. And um, everybody walks away with a smile on their face when you recognize what you're good at, right? Yeah. And you can do more of it and you feel empowered. Um, but it's not just a smile. Like you can actually make more money when you realize what you're good at. And you can, you can build a stronger business when you recognize your strengths. And so that's what I do. I'm not going to be able to say, um, this is the marketing plan that will get you six figures in, ten, you know, in, in five months or whatever. But I will be able to say, hey, you're doing this really well. You might not even recognize that, but let's keep doing more of that. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's what I do. Fantastic. <clears throat> okay. Um, we are coming up on, you know, we've been talking for a long time. I love this. Um, okay, so um, two more questions, and then we're calling it, a, we're going to call an end to this, okay? Cool. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how weird do you think you are? Ooh, ooh. Um, I'm gonna give myself a solid like six and a half or seven. Oh, okay, not too weird. Cool. Not, not, not like so weird that you, like you would notice me walking down the street. But my son actually, he's eight, and he's constantly like, um, "Mommy, my friends say that I'm a little weird, and I think that's okay. I like being weird." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're just like your mommy. I'm cool <laughs> with that too." <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, last question: What would you say you're not very good at? Oof. Well, so I'm working on this mindset stuff. So right now I'm not saying that about anything. Okay. Um, I'm working on more like I am, I am smart and I can learn how to do that better. Oh, I love <laughs> Changing that. my thinking. Okay. But, um, but something I have, have not been good at in the past, but I'm going to get good at is um, planning for wealth. Okay. Yeah. So because I've been working on this financial health stuff, um, I've been, I've been fine at making money good enough, but now it's time to kick it into gear. I turned 36 this year. I'm ready to like make grown up money and handle it in a grown up way. So 
that's my focus right now. Oh, cool. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Financial. Oh, you know what? It's funny. And, and I, like I said, I'm going to end this on, I'm going to end it on this note. Um, we took the kids to Washington last week as a surprise trip because they wanted to see the White House. My daughter has this philosophy that ever since he came into office, <laughs> Voldemort, um, <laughs> yeah, um, all the good has been outlawed. Like vegetables, <laughs> yes, vegetables are now against the law, so she doesn't have to eat them because you know they're against the law. <laughs> <laughs> right, ice cream is now you know, a, a good side dish because, <laughs> or, you know, when Obama was in office, we all ate vegetables because he planted a garden. But now because 45 is in office, everything is now the opposite. Oh my gosh. Like McDonald's and Doritos. <laughs> yeah. I said, I don't know where you got that from that just because he runs the country, he does not run my house <laughs> or your body. Or your Thank body, right? Thankfully. <laughs> yes. So I, she's trying to pull this one over. I'm like, listen, no, no, no. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so anyway, like I said, we went to Washington and I told my husband, I said, listen, I can't take these two anywhere. So we're now going to start saving for a beach house. And I told mm -hmm. the kids this and I said, you know, I'm not going to tell you, we're going to save for a beach house. So we have someplace to go and we don't have to take you and make you walk anywhere. We spent four <laughs> days in DC and all they wanted to do was see the White House. They didn't want to see the Smithsonian. They didn't want to see the air and space. They didn't want to see anything but the White House. Which is like two seconds and you're done. You're like, there it is. I saw it. <laughs> that's all it was. I'm like, so we, we explained to them the concept of saving. And when we say no to you, it's not because we're punishing you. It's because we're saving for a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So we're going through magazines now trying to pick out a, you know, a nice size house that they can envision. So the whole mindset nice. thing. And my daughter says, well, Christian to my son, she says, Christian, so you know, this means that we can't go get water ice every day. We can have it mm. one or two days a week, but the other days we have to put that money in our jar. Oh, <laughs> <my God>. mom. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting there. We're getting there. So Aww. I wish you luck. Thank, Thank you for joining us today. Um, when all of this is over, I will share. You'll go out next week on Wednesday. I will share all of the links with you. I know my audience is going to love this show. Um, I love it already. <laughs> Thank you. And have a great day, Lucy. Thank you. You too. All Thanks right. so much. <laughs> Excuse me. All righty. Bye-bye.